Today, I have the great privilege of concluding a message that we began, a series that we began recently entitled Church Matters. Now, the church matters not only to God, but it matters to us. And one of the things that I want to share with you is that God is very interested in the matters of the church. He, he, you matter to him, and he wants you to get a hold of that, that central idea. You matter to God. You matter to God. And as I was preparing this message, one of the things that stirred in my heart was that some of you feel like you don't matter to anybody. I want you to know that you matter to God. And because of that, I have the great privilege of sharing on the topic, get connected. Get connected. God wants us to get connected. Now, have you ever traveled to someplace new and you don't have cell service? You get that notification at the top of your phone that says no service. What do you do? If you're anything like me, what you do is you go to your settings, you open up your Wi-Fi, and you try to look for an open network. You try to find a Wi-Fi connection so that you can get online. You have a fear of missing out, so you want to get connected. You want to get your messages. You want to see what people are posting online. You want to see the news. But there's a, this incessant need in our life for us to get and to stay connected digitally. And as I was preparing, I began to reflect on what would the church look like? What would our lives look like if we were as focused and as intentional about connecting in community to one another and to God as we do when we're trying to connect to the internet? What would our life look like? I want to suggest to you that if you feel like there's a no-service experience in your life, could it be possible that the way you move forward in life is by getting connected to community. God wants us to get connected. So with that said, I want to invite you to join me in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We've been here before. I'll give you a quick synopsis of what we're looking at. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church at Corinth. And he's telling them to get connected. And he uses a metaphor of the human body, something that they would understand to help them realize that there is life in getting and staying connected. We must get and stay connected. Let's look at the words of the Apostle Paul. So if you have your Bible, open up your Bible. If you have your Bible app, open up your Bible app. If you have the Western app, open it up. We have notes there for you. Let's look together at God's word. Verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Verse 14, even so the body is not made up of one part but of many. Now let's jump to verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat them with special honor god has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other if i had to surmise all of this if i had to bring it together this is what god's saying god wants us to get connected we are the people of god 
We are the family of God. We are the body of Christ, and God wants us to get connected. And you know this intuitively, that as long as body parts stay connected to the body, they grow. In the same way, spiritually, connected people grow. If you feel like you're not growing in your life, if you feel like you're not advancing in your life, can I suggest to you that maybe there is a deficiency, there is a no-service experience, there's no connection, you're not connected to a network. God wants us to get connected, because if we get connected, we will grow. So today I want to share with you three benefits of getting connected. You know there's benefits to being connected. There's benefits to being a part of the body of Christ. The first benefit is this, getting connected unites us. It unites us. Verse 12 and 13 says this, Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Getting connected unites us. God wants us to be united and not divided. God wants us to be united and not divided. You know, some church researchers suggest, they say that the most segregated moment of the week is Sunday morning. I think if Jesus were walking the earth, he'd say, that's not the church I intended. I intended for you to be united. I intended for you to be connected. I intended for you to have communion and fellowship with one another. God doesn't want us to be divided. He wants us to be connected. And in response to the disconnection that we often feel in our heart, we sometimes go to culture and ask culture to provide the solution. But culture cannot do what only Christ can do. Don't rely on culture to do what only Christ can do. When culture creates conflict, Christ creates community. When culture contrasts us, Christ celebrates us. When culture divides us, Christ unites us. Look at verse 13 with me again. This is what it says. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now you have to understand who Paul is speaking to. He's speaking to the spectrum of the people who are there in the city of Corinth. There were Jews and Gentiles, and there was this dividing line between the Jews and the Gentiles. They didn't associate with one another. Furthermore, slaves didn't hang out with free people. There was a dividing line. God wants us to be one body through one spirit, be united together. Now, I know in the culture there's this call for racial reconciliation. We've heard it. Over and over again, there's this need for there to be racial reconciliation, for groups to come together and be united. But again, we can't rely on culture to do what only Christ can do. Listen to this. Jesus provides the solution to the conflict and the strife that occurs between people groups and between people. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesian church. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 14, verses 14 through 16, this is what he says. For he himself, Jesus, is our peace, 
who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. There were commands and regulations that prevented Jews and Gentiles from associating with one another. There was rules and regulations that prevented slave people and freed people from associating with one another. And Jesus, what he's saying is, in my body, I'm going to reconcile the two together. This is what he says. Still in verse 15, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he put to death the hostility that exists between people groups. Now I'm going to make a statement, and this isn't a political statement. This is a word of God statement. At the foot of the cross, all lives matter. Red, brown, yellow, black, and white. Disabled, in prison, people who are sick, people who are ill, unborn lives. At the foot of the cross, all lives matter. He wants us to be united. And he did it through his body, hanging on the cross. And he's inviting us the body of Christ, to be united, to get connected and to stay united to one another. And because of that, in Christ, we can celebrate unity and diversity. We can celebrate unity and diversity. Do you know God celebrates unity and diversity? It's not either or, it's both and. In fact, in fact, we see in the book of Revelation a glimpse of heaven. And let me just say this. As I look out here, I love looking at you because I think you look like heaven. You look like heaven when I see all of you who are here. Listen to what the Apostle John writes in Revelation. Let's look together. Revelation 7, 9 and 10. It says this. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne, and before the Lamb, right there, God is celebrating diversity. But then it goes on to speak to unity. Listen to this. All of these people are clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. God sits on the throne. And he says, all of you, who come from different people groups and different nations and you speak different languages, all of us are going to come together in white robes and we're going to say salvation belongs to the Lamb of God. Salvation belongs to the Lamb of God. Salvation belongs to the Lamb of God. And so if I had to say this, it doesn't matter where you're coming from or where you're going or what you've been through, there's a place for you in the body of Christ. There's a place for you in the body of Christ. Getting connected unites us. Benefit number two, getting connected makes us better. Verse 14 says this, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. Getting connected makes us better. It makes us better. You know this intuitively. When the body's not connected, it doesn't work right. Have you ever tried to walk and your foot's asleep? 
Have you ever tried to, have you ever seen your son try to put on a pair of pants without using his hands? Have you ever tried to catch a pot fly ball with your eyes closed? None of that works very well. I've seen it all. It doesn't work very well. God wants us to stay connected. It makes us better. It makes us better. You know, we talk so much about how the body works together and it should work in unison. And in fact, there's this conversation in science called hand-eye coordination. Have you all heard of it before? Hand-eye coordination. Some of us, we think that it was just discovered recently. In fact, the first mention of hand-eye coordination is here in this chapter. It says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. We need each other. But the verse goes on to say something, I think, which is more significant. The head never says to the feet, I don't need you. The most important part of the body doesn't say to sometimes what is considered the most lowly part of the body, I don't need you. And the Apostle Paul is speaking on two levels. He's saying both physically, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Because the head needs the feet to go where it needs to go. But the feet can't go anywhere unless it's connected to the head. They need one another. In the same way, spiritually, what this verse is telling us is that the head, Jesus Christ, never says to the most lowly among us, I have no need of you. No matter how lowly you feel, he still says, I have need of you. This gives me great, great hope. You know, in the body of Christ, there's no throwaways. There's no throwaways in the body of Christ. If you feel like a throwaway, guess what? Here's the good news. It's not fake news. It's good news. You have value and you have worth. It doesn't matter if you've been bullied, ignored, or rejected by the world. You are loved and accepted and valued by Jesus Christ and by the people in this house. We can give him praise for that. There's no throwaways in the body of Christ. Everyone is welcome in the body of Christ. God says, come one, come all, come to me. It makes us better. We are better together. Now, as some of you know, I have a brother, a younger brother. His name is Jacob. And Jacob is special. He has Down syndrome. He's special. He makes me better. He makes me better. I've learned more about love and life and what's important and what makes the greatest difference in life through my brother Jacob. He's special. He makes us and my family better. And as I was reading these passages, I started thinking about my brother, specifically verse 23 and 24. It says this, and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat them with special honor. God has put the body together, giving greater honor to those parts that lacked it. Anyone and any family that has someone with special needs deserves special honor. Anyone and any family that has someone with special needs deserves special honor. This is what the word of God says. And in an effort for us to accomplish that here at Westover, I'm pleased to announce that we're launching a life group for families with special needs. Yes, yes. It's called Created on Purpose. 
And it's a place to give families with people in their life who are the most special among us a place to have community. And it's going to meet right here on campus the second Saturday of every month. And it actually starts this upcoming uh, Saturday, April the 13th. They're going to be gathering for a meet and greet in room 201 right during service Saturday night. And if you want to learn more about this life group, come find me after service. I'd love to introduce you to the leaders of that group. And if you feel a call in your own heart to step in and partner with this life group, come find me as well. Because the people who are special among us deserve special honor. They make us better. They make us better. There's no throwaways in the kingdom of God. They make us better. The third benefit to getting connected is that it makes us stronger. It makes us stronger. Verse 21 and 22 says this, that I cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Let me read the last part of that again. Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Some of you who are here today, you feel like you're dispensable. You feel weak. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like you don't have value. But I'm here to tell you that you are indispensable. You are indispensable. It doesn't matter what your ex-spouse said about you. It doesn't matter what the person 10 years ago did to you. You are indispensable. And your value does not depend on your strength. Your value depends on the fact that you were bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he redeemed you. And he set you free. And he says you have value so much that I died on the cross so that you would know it. You're indispensable. So if you're feeling weak, tired, or overwhelmed, I want to invite you to consider to get connected. Somebody needs to know you, and you need to know someone else. So many of us, we walk alone. Walking alone weakens us, but walking together strengthens us. Walking together strengthens us. Don't do life alone. Don't walk alone. Get connected. Have a battle buddy. Have somebody that you can call. And some of you who are here today, you've tried to connect and you've been hurt. Maybe by somebody in the church. Maybe by a best friend who betrayed you. Can I, as your pastor, invite you to give connection a chance again? Give connection a chance again. It will unite you. It will make you better and it will make you stronger. You know, God wants us to move forward, but we can't do it alone. We can't do it alone. We need to have one another. We need to be connected to one another. I want you to meet my friend, Larcy. I've known Larcy for quite some time. She came to Westover, and she didn't know anybody. And she had struggled in her life for so many years, and she was disconnected. But one day she reached a point where she said, that's it. I've had it. I'm going to do something about it. And not only did she join the life group, she said, I'm going to lead my own life group. She learned the value of walking together with other people. I want you to hear her story. Take a look. 
The physical abuse, the emotional abuse was just too much, but I couldn't leave. I didn't know how I could leave. I'm Larcy Burgess. I've been leading a life group for three months now, and it's for single moms. I started leading a life group um, after I was attending for a while. It was bestowed upon me. Um, I grew with the life group and became part of the life group, and now we are leading it. Before I came to a life group, I was coming out of a very ugly uh, situation. Um, it was very tough for me. I felt trapped, uh, beaten up emotionally and physically, mostly wanting to keep my kids safe, not knowing what to do. When I found the life group um, at the single mom's dinner now two years ago, it's been four years officially, so about halfway, trying to figure it out myself, standing alone. Once I got connected, it was just amazing for me to know that I'm not the only one living a crazy story. That they're there to support me, whether it was, hey, I got your back, I'm praying for you today, what do you need, is there anything that you need? Knowing that no matter how bad or ugly my day was, that all I had to do was text somebody and they would give me that encouragement that it is going to be okay. No matter how bad the day is, that those girls have got my back, no matter what. Um, now leading them, <laughs> on the flip side of the coin, being that person that they reach out to, I've, they've helped build me up. And now being able to support them on the other side of it is just amazing to me. Being together, um, knowing that all of us have our ugliness in our past, we can now find the joy and the happiness of life today versus what's what we've gone through. Knowing that I'm not doing this alone is probably the best thing that has happened to me. Get connected. Get connected. If you're willing to give connection a chance, you're going to find relationship. You're going to find the love of God in community. We want that for you. We want you to discover what God has for you. He wants you to be connected to the body of Christ and not do life alone. And because of that, we're actually going to end our service a little bit different. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to give you a chance to get connected. I want you to get connected. I don't want you to do life alone. I want you to get connected to a network so that you can have a service experience. You can, you can discover who God is in community. And so what I want to invite is I want the members of our life group team to stand up and get in, in place. We've actually, we're going to give uh, our team a chance to visit with you in the hallway they're here. They want to meet with you. We've actually asked our kids ministry and our student ministry to hold kids till the end of 8 o'clock. And we're going to give you about 10 minutes for you to talk with somebody in our life group team. They want to share with you the heart of life groups. They want to share with you what you can do to get connected so that you can experience the life and the love and vitality that comes by getting connected to a community. They're going to share with you about the life group experience do you know on campus we have a life group experience? It happens three weekends a month. 
It's a chance for you to test drive and discover what life groups are all about. But maybe you're here and you know you're ready to get connected. If you do, let them know. But I also want to challenge some of you who are here today. You've been listening to the voice of God for months and months. And he's been talking to you about how he wants you to be a life group leader. Can I invite you to say yes? Can I invite you to say yes? There's blessing on the other side of obedience. There's blessing on the other side of obedience. And if you're willing to say yes to him, you'll discover that he has something great in store for you. And so now it's my pleasure to say to you, let's go and get connected. I want to invite you to stand. I'd love to pray with you very quickly and then we'll be dismissed to our life group moment. God, we come to you. You want us to get connected. You want to unite us. You want to make us better. You want us to make us stronger. But it only comes by connecting with you and connecting to one another in relationship. And I pray, Lord, that you'd give supernatural courage to your people today to take a step out and to say yes to you and to get connected. We entrust this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been a delight to have you with us. Uh, again, service for kids and students are going to end right at 8 o'clock. Take the time to connect with our life group team. God bless you, and we are dismissed.